Hey, family, you kept your word, and I kept mine. I told you that we were going to come back and do part two. You told me you were going to be here to hear it. Welcome to another episode of Take Action. I am your host, Keon Henderson, and you are blessed and highly favored. I just want you to take a moment right now to understand this is the day that the Lord has made and that you ought to rejoice and be glad in it. Go on and shake all that bad energy off. Some of y'all had a long day at work, or perhaps you're looking at this, and you just woke up in the morning, and it was already challenging, and uh, you've had to get your children ready for school. Whatever that is, I want you to declutter your mind. Remember what we talked about last week. None of that matters. You can take care of all of that now. All right, center yourself. Are you with me? Don't worry about what happened five minutes ago. The next five minutes isn't even promised. Breathe. You're with me now. Now I want you to observe. Because right now, nobody is hurting you. Right now, you're not arguing with anybody. Right now, you have nothing going on that you cannot handle. Look at how peaceful now is. Look at how peaceful just being in the present is. If you're really doing it, if you're really centering yourself, you should feel tingling in your shoulders and perhaps in your fingertips. You should feel a level of excitement and jubilation that's taking over your body now. Because remember what I told you that our thoughts have a way of manifesting physically. If you think, as the Bible says, on these things, on higher things, on present things, you will have a more peaceful life. You know, we left off last week talking about that pain body, that alter ego that lives inside of all of us, that grows and feeds on negativity. You were created. Here's what the Bible says. We were born into sin and what? Shaping in iniquity. You were born into negativity. This world was negative when you got here. From the time that Adam and Eve did eat of the forbidden fruit, negativity has been in the world. And guess what? You are the victim of a drama that started before you were ever born. That's why since the past, we know is full of trouble. You can go back and read the Bible, wars, murders. You don't have to read about, read the New York times, watch CNN, watch Fox news, watch whatever you watch. We already know what's happened in the past. And listen, if we read the scripture, we know what's going to happen in the future. We know about the great white throne judgment and we know about the rapture and we know the dead in Christ and we know, and we know that's why you have to live in the now you can do nothing about a past war and you can do nothing about a future rapture, but you can center yourself and be still and see the salvation of the Lord, the pain body, this thing in our life that needs feedback That even when things don't have to be that bad, the pain body exasperates the situation so that it can be fed and continue to grow. It's the part of the self 
that needs to feel pain so that it can survive. I need you to hear what is coming out of my mouth. I don't care how many days of the week you read your Bible, and I don't care whose choir you sing in, and I don't care how many great posts you have on your Instagram feed. You have a pain body. You have this thing inside of you that makes you feel less than and not enough and rejected and insecure. And it is like a heat-seeking missile, seeking negativity, finding it in every circumstance so that it can grow, listen, at your expense. It's amazing how many people love their pain body, knowing full well that their pain body doesn't love them. You've got this thing inside of you. It cares nothing about you. The only thing it cares about is feeding itself. And every time you experience pain, the pain body grows and it grows and the ego, and then it grows and then it grows. And then our attitude, then it degrades and it degrades. Then how we interact with other people becomes more difficult and more difficult. And this for some of us, is the cycle of our life. Listen to this. The ego, are you listening? The ego acts against your own self-interest because its survival depends on your misery. Now, that's so good. I just got, I should give myself an offering. Just, that was... Oh, f- forgive me for talking to myself. I just, I just left the room. I just left the room. I literally was going to take $5 out of my left pocket and put it in my right pocket. I mean, that was just that good. I mean, I'm not tooting my own horn. That was pretty doggone good because it is life-changing. All jokes aside, your pain body, your ego, your misery, it needs to survive it has a primal need to survive and so the ego is actually acting against your own self-interest because it depends on you being miserable to survive now somebody say okay preach i know all of that i know all of that you ain't telling me nothing i don't know (laughs) i've heard this before my mama used to tell me that My basketball coach told me that. My football coach told me that. My cheerleading coach told me that. My my chess club coach taught me that. My professor told me that. I I already know I got that issue. And nobody had to tell me that. I knew that myself. But I didn't come on here tonight or today for you to tell me what I already knew. I came on here for you to tell me how to deal with it. Because most of us, our problem is not knowing ourselves. The problem is, what do we do with ourselves? If I'm talking to you, say you're talking to me. You already know you. I know me. We know ourselves. But the trouble isn't knowing who you are. We've gotten to know ourselves. The problem is, what do you do with you? (laughs) What do you do when you takes over? 
What do you do when your temper takes over? What do you do when your temperature goes up and you just you you you're enraged or you have a temper or or you like to clap back or you get frustrated? What do you do? You ready? I got an answer. I promise you. And this is not a fictitious pie in the sky hope answer. This is actually something that you can actually do. Are you ready? You better take these notes because this is an actual fact. This is something you can do when the ego and the pain body begins to take over. Here it is. In order to manage your ego, in order to manage your pain body, you have to focus on the body and not the mind. Now listen to what I just said. Your body is the way to handle your ego. Now let's, let's talk about the reaction to pain. What happens? We get angry. Right. We start yelling, perhaps throwing things. Using profanity. All types of things. And if you focus on your mind. I need you to be honest with me. When you focus on your mind in the heat of the moment. Your mind is actually giving you more ways to be more awful. You should have said this. You should have said it that way. Oh, if you said it like that, you would have cut a little deeper. Oh, say this because you know that's a button. If you say that, it's going to hurt them. See, that's focusing on the mind. But if you focus on the body and say, you know what? I'm going to make sure my breathing stays steady. I'm going to make sure that my temper doesn't get out of control. I'm going to make sure that my mouth doesn't get me into trouble. Look at me. Watch this. If you are breathing and making sure that you don't have a large amount of vibrato and you don't have a loud tone and your hands are not active and you're not being forceful and you're speaking in a subtle voice, how is it possible for me to be offensive while I am now controlling my body? You see? That's how You defeat the ego by controlling the body and not relying on the mind. Because remember, the mind is programmed to find negativity, but the body is programmed to do whatever it needs to do to feel good and survive. So in the heat of the moment, you got to come out of the mental and come into the physical. And when you control your body, you can control your pain. Taking deep breaths. Did you not know that the nose has a built-in mechanism to make sure that the air that it consumes isn't too cold? Now breathe through your mouth and see how dry your throat gets and how cool the air is. Because breathing through your mouth is detrimental to the physiology. Your nose can handle the pollutants. We breathe 20,000 times a day. Without even thinking about it. Imagine how much control you could have. If when your ego tries to stand up. Your body sits down. That is how. You can control your pain body. Jesus said it this way. You may say well I need Bible to back that up. Okay. 
How many Christians are watching me right now? Jesus was nailed to a cross. They put a crown of thorns on his head. They pulled the beard from his face. They spat on him. But watch what Jesus said to his disciples just a few days earlier. He says that the body is the temple. Don't miss that. He didn't say the mind was the temple. Some people worship their minds. He didn't say the mind. He said the body is the temple. And remember what he told his disciples. They're going to tear this temple down, but in three days, I'm going to build it up again. And since he was able to control his body, what does the Bible say? That he was on the cross and he never said a word. He didn't speak until it was time to speak. And then when he did speak, he controlled what he said. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He was in excruciating pain. His body was bleeding. They stuck a spear in his side, but he didn't react to it. Why? Because he wasn't in the mental. He was in the physical. Jesus didn't give his mind up for the world. He gave his body up for the world. And if you were Romans 12, present your body. Come on, Bible readers. As a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, which is your reasonable service. If you can control your body, even though your environment is out of control, you could feel less pain and you would give less pain to those who've offended you. Living in the present will not eliminate all pain. I want to I want to go on record and say that because a lot of people will say, Pastor, I tried that and it didn't work. It doesn't work in all circumstances. If if you get a call in the next five minutes that you lost a loved one, you're going to feel pain. If somebody calls you and tell you right now that you just lost your job, you're going to feel pain. But the likelihood that the pain will cause you to overthink and overreact is dramatically reduced. If you will control your reactions and your physiology. Listen to this. You won't be able, and this is something I want you to know, because some of y'all are going to leave away from this enlightened, and you're going to go and tell your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, your sister, your brother, you're going to go and you're going to have this power now mindset, and you're going to have listened to me for two lessons straight on this joy um, uh, process and journey, and you're going to go to somebody, and, and you're going to go with this new mindset and they're not going to have it, and you're going to be frustrated. You're going to be frustrated because they're not watching it with you right now, and even if they are watching it with you right now, they don't have any intentions on keeping this as a premise to how they live their life. So you're going to go back, and you're going to be frustrated. And let me tell you something. Living in the present will not eliminate all your pain, and number two, you won't be able to convince everyone you know to take this journey with you. So it's not about not feeling the pain. It's about learning to accept it. It's about learning to accept it. Jesus said, I must needs accept the cross. I need to suffer the pain. 
I know what my end goal is. And I know in order to get there, I have to fit. That's a word for somebody in order to get where you're getting next. You have to feel what you're feeling now. And I heard this statement. It changed my life. Write this down, type this down. Sometimes the only way out is through. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Sometimes the only way out is through, not around, not over, not under. There are some things you just have to go through. You had to work there to understand your worth. You had to be in that relationship to understand what true love will actually be like. You had to be fired so that you would work hard for yourself. You had to be betrayed so that way God could test your forgiveness. You had to be rejected and overlooked so you would work hard enough to be acceptable. Sometimes the only way out is through and with tears coming down your eyes I wanted you to know that just because you went through it was not a signal that God was through with you the devil wants you to think that God is through because you're going through but God starts in the through help me Holy Ghost he starts in the through he works in the through he develops in the through he exposes in the through he subtracts in the through he multiplies in the through you'd be surprised at what's going to come to you in your through no let me say it this way you're going to be surprised what's going to come through you in your through that God is about to develop some things through you while you're going through that the company is going to come through you while you're going through that the ability to parent more effectively is going to come through you while you're going through that the, 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 the conditioned heart, you know, the soft heart that's really underneath your hard heart. That's going to come through, through the through. And when you come through, you know how to handle people and identify people who are going through. Sometimes I come into contact with people and I can tell they still have attitudes. I don't get mad at them. I just say to myself, they still going through. And sometimes when I'm on the other side of my through and somebody is still in their through, I'm not through with you. I will still hug you. I will still speak to you because now I am not judging you. I just understand that I'm in the now and you're in the yesterday. I'm in the now and you're in the tomorrow. And let me tell you something. Your relationship will align better when you and your partner both get in the now. If you go on a date in the next week with somebody you never met and they sit at the table and they spend 35% of the conversation talking about yesterday and the other 35 talking about the day before yesterday and the other 35 talking about the day before yesterday, before yesterday, before yesterday. And I know that's 105%. But if they spend the whole conversation talking about yesterday and they never get to the place where they say, you smell nice today. You look nice today. This restaurant is nice today. Thank you for bringing me here today. If you don't have any conversation that is resembling a present mindset make sure that this date now is the last one because you need to make sure that you align yourself with people 
who know that this is the day that the Lord has made and that today you should rejoice and be glad in it. You got to accept it. See, because acceptance is the key to dealing with unavoidable pain. Acceptance is the key to dealing with unavoidable pain. You will not avoid it, but you can accept it. When you live in the now, you will start to see problems as manageable situations that can be solved instead of hurdles that you cannot jump over. When you live in the now, you will start to understand that what you're dealing with is a manageable situation. It is just a light affliction that you can handle and not be inundated by a molehill and make it a mountain. Listen, beloved. Overthinking causes you to live in the past. The problem with that is life is moving. But for some of us, the mind is still stuck. That, that's, that's what the Bible meant in Luke 15 when it said that the prodigal son came to himself. He finally caught up with himself. Because for so long, he was still stuck in the hog pen. For so long, he was still stuck in asking his father for his share of his fortune while he was still stuck in riotous living but one day self caught up to self and when his self caught up with his self the bible says that he ran home and his father opened his arms and welcomed him and gave him a fatted calf and a ring and a robe because there is a celebration waiting on anybody who finds themselves there is a celebration waiting on anybody who comes to themselves and gets out of the hog pen of the past. And the son ended up in the hog pen of the past because remember, while he was in the present, he asked his father for his future. And anytime you're supposed to live in today and you get your tomorrow you will end up in a hog pen because you would have eaten your dinner for breakfast and you will have nothing left at dinner time. I'll end it like this. How many of you all have ever had a slow internet connection? And there's this little circle. Maybe it's on Netflix for you. Maybe it's on Hulu. Maybe it's on your phone, your laptop, that circle. What is it called? It's called buffering. And it just buffers. I remember one time I was watching, don't laugh at me. It's my favorite movie. I keep saying that. I, I love the five heartbeats. I know I keep telling you that, but it's it may change, but it hasn't changed yet. And I'm watching it on streaming, and the internet connection got slow. And guess what? It started buffering at one of my favorite parts. You remember that scene when Duck and his sister were in the bedroom and mama said they had to clean up? And they were getting ready to write a song called We Haven't Finished Yet. Oh, I love that part. There's so much of life ahead. We've got so much to do. It was just getting ready to come up and I, <clears throat> me, 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 I got my vocal cord set because I was about to sing my part. And then it started buffering.
And by the time it stopped buffering, the movie was at a part that I wasn't so excited about. And I thought, man, that's life. That some of us, we get stuck in some cycle. And by the time we stop buffering, the opportunity's already gone. By the time you stop buffering, you've run a good person off. You ask God for a spouse, but by the time you finish buffering, they think you're crazy. By the time you finish buffering, the program is over. Pick up the stream. By that I mean, get moving. Get moving. Catch up with yourself. Get in the now. Get out of the past. Catch up with you. If your head slow down and catch up with you, whatever it is, this is the day. Not tomorrow. Not yesterday. This is the day that the Lord has made. God, we thank you today that you are no shorter than your word. That you are very present help in the time of trouble. Help my brother, help my sister to understand yesterday has nothing new to say and tomorrow can't be trusted because it hasn't made up its mind, but we can trust now. And I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that we will recognize the happiness and joy that survives in the present. That we would erase our egos and that we would shrink our pain bodies so that we can have a joyful life. So that then the law of attraction can really work in our life and we can attract who we actually are. And that is happy free and joyful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want you to actually meditate on this word, both day and night, so that it can live in your heart. We're going to give right now. We're going to give, and as you give, the instructions are coming up on the screen. If you're online, they're going to come up in the chat. They're going to tell you exactly how to give. You don't ever want to be in a Kairos moment like this and leave without putting seed in the ground. The angel has troubled the water. The ground is fertile. I want you to plant now. Well, pastor, my bills are coming. See, you see how you, you see how you just missed a moment? My bills are coming. Nah, 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 nah. No, if you plant now, all of your bills will be taken care of because you will have seed in the ground. I want you to get a significant seed, not the one you normally give just as, as a, uh, a courtesy to God. No, I'm talking about a, an earth-shattering seed, one that is going to change the trajectory of, watch this, of your family and your children and their children and their children. I bless your gifts that they will be multiplied 100-fold. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for spending this time with me, listening to me, talking about the power of now. It's a two-part series. If this is part two for you, go back to our YouTube page 
and watch part one so that you can get the whole lesson. God bless you. I love you. Ain't nothing you can do about it.